0: Days earlier, Cal Stokes and Daniel Briggs landed in the small Jackson Hole airport. If asked, they were in the area for a two-week hunting trip. Cal was in his early thirties, good-looking and just under six feet tall. He was dressed in jeans, boots, and a distressed t-shirt. His brown hair was covered in a trucker's ball cap. After getting his bearings, he left his companion and proceeded to the Enterprise counter. Briggs, a couple inches taller and a former Marine sniper, stayed behind and waited for their luggage. He shook out his shoulder-length blonde hair and tied it back into a ponytail. Out of habit, he glanced around casually while bending down to retie his hiking boots. No obvious surveillance other than the airport security cameras. Five minutes later, Briggs hauled their four bags and two weapons cases out the sliding doors. The temperature was still in the upper 60s as Briggs took a deep breath. He loved the outdoors. he had never been to Wyoming. Now was his chance. As the newest employee of Stokes Security International, Daniel was also his employer's unofficial bodyguard. On SSI's official ledger, he was listed as Security Contractor 3982. The company did a lot of personal protection and surveillance overseas and had a legion of former military contractors around the globe. To any prying eyes, Daniel was one of them. To the majority owner of SSI, Calvin Stokes Jr., he was a trusted advisor and friend. Cal pulled up in a black Ford excursion. After loading all their gear into the back, the two Marines got in. Briggs keyed the hotel's address into their GPS as Cal made a phone call. Trav, we're on our way to Teton Village. Travis Hayden was CEO of SSI, a former Navy SEAL, and Cal's cousin. Good. Trent, Dunn, and Gaucho's boys are spread out on the next couple flights. They should all be there by noon tomorrow. Thanks again for setting that up. Any updates on Neil? Neil Patel, one of Cal's best friends and SSI's head of research and development, had disappeared two days earlier. He had been in Jackson Hole for a small conference with some of the world's top technology firms. It was an annual invite-only event and Patel's third year attending. Hayden had received a call from a friend attending the conference. The guy told Travis that Neil hadn't shown up for his lecture, something about the importance of battlefield innovation on civilian product development. The man was frantic because the entire group of enrollees was waiting anxiously for Patel's popular talk. It wasn't like Neil to miss anything. After calling Patel's cell and hotel room repeatedly, they couldn't track him down. Finally, Travis placed a call to the hotel security staff and convinced them to search Neal's room. The head of security conducted the search personally. Neal's room was empty. Despite an unmade bed and used hotel toiletries in the bathroom, all of Patel's personal belongings were gone. Due to the sensitive information Neal stored in his genius-level brain, Travis initiated a complete lockdown of SSI's systems. In spite of Patel's insistence to the contrary, Todd Dunn, SSI's head of internal security, had warned against allowing one of SSI's key assets to travel alone. Always planning for the worst, Dunn came up with a backstop. Neil was required to have a microtransmitter of Neil's own design, surgically implanted in his ankle. It would lie dormant until needed. The transmitter allowed SSI to turn on the tracking feature and find Patel anywhere in the world. The first thing Dunn did after getting the news from his boss was to turn on the tracking device. Nothing happened. That meant one of three things. One, the device malfunctioned. Two, Neil disabled the device. Three, someone had kidnapped Neil, extracted the transmitter, and destroyed it.